Welcome to episode number 54 on the My Story Podcast. The My Story Podcast features interviews with interesting people who tell their stories and the life lessons they've learned along the way to inspire us to live a life of meaning and purpose. Hi, my name's Conrad Weaver. I'm a documentary filmmaker, a storyteller, an entrepreneur, and I'm the host of this very show, the My Story Podcast, and I'm so glad you stopped by to take a listen to the show today. Today's show is sponsored by the documentary film PTSD 911. This is the story that explores the struggle of emergency first responders who battle the demons of post-traumatic stress, but are often afraid of the very real threat of losing their job if they ask for help. It's a real serious problem in our world today. And my goal for the film is to educate the public, to smash the stigma of asking for help and inspire change at the agency level in order to help first responders be better prepared for and deal with the stress of the job. You can learn more at PTSD911movie.com. Chris Anderson is a success and lifestyle coach and the host of the Pencil Leadership Podcast. In April of 2020, in the midst of the global pandemic, Chris decided to quit his day job and the security of a regular paycheck and launch his own coaching and podcast career. We'll learn about what led him down the path of entrepreneurship and how he discovered meaning and purpose in that journey. Chris and I met recently in a clubhouse room. It's the new iOS app that's all the rage right now. And we'll hear Chris's story today on the My Story Podcast, so stay tuned. Hey, if you enjoy the My Story Podcast and are getting something out of it, I'm gonna ask you to do a couple things for me. One, please subscribe to the show and then leave a review. This really helps me know who's listening and that you enjoy what you hear. And doing this, you'll help more people discover the show and perhaps even their purpose through the stories they hear. Thanks so much for being a part of this community of listeners. I'm so grateful for your faithful support. And now here's my interview with Chris Anderson. Well, Chris Anderson, welcome to the My Story podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Conrad. I appreciate it. So Chris, tell me a little bit about who you are and and what do you do? Wow. Um, (laughs) You know, I'll try to keep it short, but uh, yeah, I guess you could say I'm I'm an entrepreneur, um, growing my business right now, which starts uh, with my podcast, Pencil Leadership. So I'm the host, CEO, founder, and host of Pencil Leadership, just helping people, entrepreneurs, develop, improve personally and professionally um, so they can live into their full potential, so they can build a life that gives them the freedom financially and, and time-wise that they're they're striving for. And, and I've just recently, probably mid end of last year decided to really focus on podcasting entrepreneurs Hmm. and show them how they can utilize their show starting out to to grow their show and then to be able to monetize so they can get to that same point so it's been a really fun journey and being able to do this full time and having that freedom has been a, a super blessing and being able to help other people and see them kind of get results and succeed within it has been fun so i'm just excited to see where it's going to take me so yeah. So let's back up a little bit. So where were you born? Where'd you grow up? What was your life mm. like uh, when you were younger? Yeah. So born and raised in Indiana. Uh, so out of go the cornfields. Right? Yeah. Go Hoosiers. <laughs> um, born and raised here and had, had a good upbra- up, 
upbringing. Um, can't really, like, it's not one of those where I had anything traumatic happen. Uh, thankfully, through my upbringing, had great family, great parents, great friends. The big thing for me was just going through kind of that depression uh, with suicidal thoughts and things like that because I didn't see my worth, didn't mm -hmm. see my potential in the world. Um, and how, and old, really, how old were you during those, those times? Uh, it was probably started in middle school uh, and really kind of hit its peak in high school where I just was, I was like, I don't, I don't know if I have a purpose. Like there's no, mm -hmm. why am I here? But never thankfully acted on any of those kind of feelings or thoughts because m my, how I am kind of just built is, well, if I don't do it right, if it, if it doesn't work and then I'm a vegetable or something like that, then I'm going to be more of a burden on someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and if it does, I know the pain it could cause someone else. So there's a lot of different emotions and thoughts mm -hmm. running through my mind. So, but, and at the same time in high school graduating, I found out I had two broken vertebrae, uh, that I'd been playing soccer with for a couple oh, wow. of years. Uh, so, which was reason I had so much physical pain, mm -hmm. um, and then dealing with both the mental and physical, that was kind of the moment that was kind of the, the, for better, lack of better words, the straw that broke the camel's back hmm. um and so from that process going into college i uh, had a really really deep dark valley that then thankfully started to climb out of through really great mentors friends um and seeking help seeking counseling and just finally through through my faith finding my potential my purpose mm -hmm. um and that kind of is where the journey really really started as far as helping people live mm -hmm. into their potential. And so you went to college and uh, uh, what, what did you do after college? What kind of degree did you get and, and what did you do from there? Yeah. So I went to Indiana Wesleyan University here in Indiana where the main campus is and got my bachelor's degree in athletic training. So always had been with sports and then got hurt and wanted to help people get over that and then got out into that career field and realized it wasn't for me the hours just, I knew it was going to be a lot of time, but when I was in it, it's like really late nights, weekends, sometimes during the day. And so my time was really dictated by the job. Um, I loved having the conversations and helping people get, get over injuries or, or improve themselves. But the conversations I had with student athletes about like, well, where do you see your future? Like if, if mm. sports don't work out, there's more to you than just sports and having those conversations and seeing their passions outside of athletics and, and their talents and being able to talk to them like that really fired me up and got me excited. And I did, I did high school athletic training for about four years before I moved into the industrial athletic training setting. Mm. And during this time I was getting my master's in health and human performance as well, but um, moved into industrial athletic training. So now I was with the blue collar workers. Mm. These people are working. I was in one of the largest manufacturing plants, uh, uh, automobile manufacturing plants in Indiana, helping these blue collar workers who've been there for 10 to 20 years, you know, 30 years, some of them who just been working away. That's all they've known. Mm. And then getting into the conversations of like, well, why did you choose to do this? Finding out what they truly love to do. I'm like, well, why didn't you why don't you follow that? Well, you know, I just followed what my parents did or, you know, followed what I thought would be best money wise and security, but they weren't happy. Mm. They weren't like they were content there. Yeah. I'm, I'm grateful for what I'm making and things like that. But like there's, I wish I should be doing more. And I'm like, mm. so having those conversations, it just got me amped up. And so I knew I needed to make a change. 
Man, it's, you know, I've, I remember a few years ago, I was uh, at my church and I was talking to this mm. guy and we got to talking about what he's doing and what I'm doing. And I'm a filmmaker, you know, so I, my life is kind of crazy in, in <laughs> at times. And he was like, man, I've had this desire to do something like that entrepreneurship, but, you know, out of college, I got this government job and is security and I hate the work, you know, but I, I'm secure. I have a pension, you know, and all that, but I hate my job. Mm. I'm like, what a miserable way to live. Yeah. Yeah. You got security and you got money and resources like that. But if you're not happy, what's the point, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, absolutely. And if you're not pursuing what your purpose is, what's the point? Mm -hmm. And I mean, all the money in the world is not going to, you know, satisfy that craving if yeah. you have a if you have a deeper purpose absolutely and that's kind of like what kind of led to me starting pencil leadership and going full-time into it was uh there's just some some things like and it nothing against the company i work for or anything like that it wasn't a, a fault it was just how the kind of the nature of the beast and i saw where i could go in the company as far as position kind of that next level but eventually it kind of stopped mm -hmm. and it kind of i mean that was it mm -hmm. for that and to me, I was like, that's not like, I want more, like, I want more than that. Like I want mm -hmm. to be able to help more people than just this kind of linear path. And, and, and then some other things happened. We, we actually lost my wife and I lost, um, I lost my last grandparent and then she lost her last three in the span of a month wow. in the same year. And mm. again, no, no fault of the business, but it got to the point where like, well, Hey, you've used all your bereavement. Like, mm. I'd already, it was towards the end of the year, I'd already used my PTO. Like, so you can't really use sick days. So like you, you're just going to have to take off any extra outside of what you have left and just not get paid. And I, hmm. I was like, like, I'm literally a slave to this. Like they're telling me what I can and can't do when, when I have like have losses, mm -hmm. like, which is of course their policy, but I'm like, no, like this is not life's too short. Like I want to be able to be at things. I want to be able to do things and have that freedom. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was the, the final thing that in that part of the journey kind of broke that the straw that broke that camel's back was like, okay, this is not, I, I can't continue in this because it's not going to get me where I want to go. I'm not going to be able to do what I want in life. And I'm only, I'm limited to who I can help. And I said, okay, so what's this going to be like going forward? And that's when that process finally started. And God really just, again, with my faith, just God really started, I started listening a lot more intently to him and yeah, come, mm -hmm. come April, 2020. So all that happened in 2019, April, 2020 is when I finally was like, this is what I need to do and, and quit cold Turkey. Wow. So in the middle of the pandemic and yeah. all this stuff that's around yeah. that, you just abandoned ship and I, a, yep. I, I gave them my four, four week notice. Tail, right? <laughs> yep. Wow. I gave them my four week notice two weeks into that four weeks in Indiana, things started to really shut down. Hmm. And so my last two weeks of the four, I got furloughed. So I wasn't getting <laughs> paid or, or having work anyways. Wow. And it, that was it. I burned the ships and went full time into pencil leadership and, and building out these programs and helping podcasters so, so I did it, you hear, you know, your side hustle, side hustle should be like twice the income or close to what you're making in your first, your day job. I quit with nothing, <laughs> nothing coming in. It was literally, yeah. 
a, a blind leap of faith, burning the ships and saying, I'm going to succeed or I'm going to, I'm going to die trying not, not mm-hmm. actually die, but like, sure. it's going to be real hard. I, and so I made that choice. You talk about intuition and you talk about signs and, and, and listening and hearing. Um, and for me, that's God and so many things mm-hmm. that he was like, listen, like those, those things that I'm like finally listening to and, and, and picking up on and taking action. That was the biggest thing. Like, cause you can hear all this stuff, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. the, you know, the universe, whatever, unless you're actually taking action on it and you're going with what you're being led to do. I mean, you're just going to be stuck if you don't. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So did you have sleepless nights? Um, <laughs> you know, I, I've had a couple nights where it's been hard to fall asleep because that's when I start getting in my own head and not like, did I make the right move? You know, yeah. Especially at the beginning, check anymore, especially at the beginning. I mean, yeah. we're, we're talking April, we're talking a couple months before I saw a client come in, which mm-hmm. I, I was, I was super grateful for, but I'm like, okay, I've got to keep this up to sustain. We've, I mean, I got my student loans still, we got the mortgage and, mm-hmm. uh, it's just, again, I keep telling people and my wife, like, I need to write this down, write this in a book because like how God showed up like and provided and it's it's there's no coincidence like it crazy what all happened perspired to for us to succeed in this and get to where we are now which is making um what i was making in my nine to five uh just coming up on a year later and so it's it's and it's not me i'm not some guru wizard like uh, it all goes back again i can't say it enough to my faith and and what he's provided and how he's led me through this but Mm -hmm. The big thing is just you got you have to take that leap of faith sometimes. Yeah. So why pencil leadership? Yeah. So when I started out, I was trying to figure out what my podcast and business would be called because I wanted something that would make people ask, like, what is pencil leadership? Like I have a kind of an idea, but like what what are you talking about? And I wanted it to be some sort of parable that I could hmm. could tell a story because um I knew Jesus always talked in parables and and it stuck with people. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to figure out some stories, figure out, and I stumbled on this one. I couldn't find the author. I couldn't find anything to give credit to. And so I was like, let's like use this as a framework of pencil leadership of people seeing their true potential, no matter what, and, and going on that journey to leaving their positive mark in the world. And so that's kind of where it stemmed from. And so, yeah, it's five traits to it. And, it's for that purpose. So people ask, what is pencil leadership? What does that mean? So, so who's a typical client for you and how do you reach them? How do you you know bring them into your fold? Yeah. So podcasting entrepreneurs who are looking to utilize their show to build a desired life, to get that time and financial freedom back um, while making a difference, while being and sharing their story and being in their true potential. Uh, so that's the ideal client. And, um, we just walk them through that. We got, we have three phases. So obviously if you haven't launched yet, we, we want to launch you successfully and then go into phase two, which is the growth, um, building that audience out, building those raving fans. And then of course the monetization aspects phase three, but really just connecting through, through different, um, groups on Facebook, through different, uh, social media platforms and, and just being a part of other networks and just giving value um, and connecting with people and, uh, offering help and trying to give more. I'm always trying to just give more freely. Um, so people can still learn and grow. 
and, and just help them build that trust because I want them to trust me. I want them to get things out of it without having to pay. But I know the benefit of investing in yourself, in your show, in your business um, to get to those levels quicker. So yeah, it's just really uh, right now organic outreach, connecting with people and, and sharing. Mm-hmm. So you've been able to grow your podcast to a pretty, pretty decent size. I mean, you just in a year, how did you do that? Yeah, it's, it's super, super grateful for, for how the show's been going. Um, yeah. And by yeah. the way, you have some really amazing guests. I've been, I've been listening to some of your shows. I appreciate and, it. Uh, I listened to this morning. I think it was uh, some guy in the special forces. Oh yeah. Um, Colonel Harbaugh. Yeah. Yeah. That was really amazing cool. guy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's been a it's been a blessing in so many ways. Like being able to learn from all these different people, it's like expedited my process too because I'm learning from all these experts and all these unique individuals, and it just has helped me grow so much. But you know, and and I guess it's perspective too because I, I I obviously want to increase and continue to grow the show, but really it's just connecting with people. It's trying to just bring quality content the best I can each time trying to think of questions that my audience would want to know. Mm-hmm. Um, so just staying in that curiosity for myself and trying to ask those questions that come up and this just connecting again, it's, it's that targeted organic outreach of like just building that relationship with people connecting. Hey, I like what you're who's doing. Who's a guest you'd love to have on that? Mm. Uh, maybe you've even tried, you've even reached out. Who's, who's that person? Uh, <laughs> I, man, I have not tried to, and maybe I should start this year. Maybe that'd be big, but, uh, Dwayne Johnson, the rock, yeah, uh, would, I I would love to have the rock on just his literally his hustle, his, uh, inspiration. All he's doing is it's just so cool to see. And from where he came and, um, I think that'd be a cool one. Another one would be Lewis house. If you know Mm -hmm. the school of greatness, he was one of the, the big people I, came into knowing that got me started on this journey in podcasting, at least mm-hmm. like I loved his message to love what he was doing. And, and so like, that would be a really cool one too, just cause of the inspiration he gave me. So those, those two right now that I can think of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. And so when you have someone like that, uh, what are some of those insider secrets that, that how do you get to them? How do you you know do the invite? Mm-hmm. What, what's that process like? Yeah, it's uh, so it is a process. Um, again, I've been super blessed. Almost all my guests, uh, after maybe the first 20, have come out and reached out to me to be mm-hmm. on. Um, I've been, su- and that's not because I'm, again, that's not because I'm some big guru, f- amazing person. I've just been uh, super grateful for, for those opportunities of these people reaching out and wanting to be on my show. Uh, we're booked until August. already on guests, which is amazing to be that far ahead. And, but when reaching out to different people, it's, it's, again, it's about the relationship. Mm -hmm. So, so being connected to to them on social media, organically connecting with their content, like leaving valuable feedback or, or interacting more than like a a thumbs up type Mm -hmm. thing. Like just Mm -hmm. because you got to think when these people are, especially, and maybe not the rock, because I mean, that's a different level for this, but like maybe someone who's, who's maybe a couple levels ahead of you, you're trying to get on the show. When you inter- interact, engage on a more deeper level. So you're, you're leaving a couple words or, or a handful of words on their content. That's going to obviously help their content, boost their engagement, things like that. If you're commenting on other comments, it starts the uh, conversations on their content again, pushes all their stuff. So they're going to appreciate that because they're going to see you pop up. 
sharing their their content, tagging them, even sending them messages uh, and not asking for anything like, hey, thanks for what you're doing. I really appreciate it. I know it's a lot of work or, hey, I saw this. I thought of you a link maybe or something like that mm-hmm. or, or you create a piece of content with them in it. Um, things that are giving. It's all about giving. And then eventually once you build a relationship, you can ask and uh, and hopefully it works out. For, for example, uh, Brock Johnson, he's a big Instagram influencer. Um, I think he's got about 60,000 followers, things like that. He is, him and his mother host, um, Build Your Tribe is one of the top 100 podcasts out there. Uh, and so I did just that, built a relationship with him on Instagram, connected with him through his content, engaged with his story, you know, shared his stuff, tagged him, things like that. Started asking him questions uh, or giving feedback on things that he was asking about. And just being a general, genuine person like he is. And so like he, he posts something about his family and I said, oh, man, I, I'm praying for you. I completely understand what's going on. Been there uh, from his story. I, I was watching it and just built conversations. And eventually I was like, hey, man, I love what you're doing. I think it could bring so much value to my audience. And it would also get you in front of those who listen to my show. So it would bring more to what you're doing. I mm-hmm. uh, would love to, to see if you're open to being a guest. And he's like, dude, absolutely. Hmm. And it was like that. And I didn't expect <laughs> it, but it just, I mean, it takes a little time. Um, yeah. Because if you think, if you're going to go ask someone on a date, you're not just going to walk in and be like, hey, you want to go on a date? And they're going to be like, oh yeah, for sure. They're going to be like, yeah, uh, right, yeah. what's going on What kind of weirdo here? is you? Are you yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so you got to kind of build that relationship up and things like that. But Bigger named guests, um, I'm, I'm kind of toying with the idea, and I've heard this, I, I heard this from, I think, Grant Cardone, was you've got to get in front of them. There's so much noise. There's so much, so many people sending the DMs to them, that, and, and they have so much of that going on anyways. Like, their team is reading through, but it's going to get lost in the sauce. And so, how can you get in front of that person? And, and an idea they said, and a book they referred to, like it blew my mind and I have not yet implemented this. So I can't say from personal experiences, but from what they're saying is like, send them something. Hmm. The book they mentioned was giftology, which I bought immediately. It's on my shelf right there. It's on my list to read this year. I haven't, I haven't read it, but I've yeah. Yeah. And they're like, send them something, find out where they're, you have to send things to and, and say it needs to be signed Hmm. by that person receiving it and it'll get in front of them. And then you're Hmm. giving them something Mm-hmm. Maybe you have contact information in there, but then you've got like that in, or maybe that's when you ask for something that way. Cause they see it and you went through that trouble to, to seeing and make it like unique to them. Don't make it just mm-hmm. your, your stuff. Like don't send them your stuff, right? Do something personalized. And uh, so I love that idea because I, I, I'm all about like, I love giving gifts. I love like doing that for people and giving people things. And so I was like, Oh, that's so cool. And so that that's, uh, one way that I've heard to get in front of like those bigger names. So maybe I'll try it with the rock and see what happens. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There's, I have, I have a list of people like that too, that I've, when you want to have on my show and uh, yeah. I've had Who do you have? Who would be your top? Yeah. Uh, I think for me, and I've, I've made a, a baby step toward this mm-hmm. is, is Donald Miller from story okay. brand. Nice. You know, I've, I've had JJ yep. Peterson on, you know, his sidekick. Nice on the podcast I've hit. So I'm connected to him now. And I know Donald Miller and I have exchanged some things on Instagram, you know, where he's commented on things that I've, you know, that, that I've said about him and about mm. you know his, his work. And so he'd be one of the, one of the ones, and the other one I would love to have, and I've really, in my podcast really started 
because I started listening to Guy Raz and how I built this. So on NPR, and he would be one of my top, you know, he's a storyteller and I love how he does it. And I, uh, not that I'm trying to pattern my show after him, but I I get a lot of influence from him and how he does his show. And, uh, of course his, you know, he, probably spends way more money than I do on his show. <laughs> the production value is pretty right. high on, on his show. He flies his guests to the studio, you mm-hmm. know, we're, we're just sitting here looking at yep. each other on the screen. One day so. though, we, we got day, goals exactly. to get to, which is awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yep. One day I will fly people in to, uh, on, on my private jet. I'll yeah. send my jet to go get him. Yep. <laughs> you know, for sure. Grant Cordone, right? Yeah. Grant Cordone right. and his, his jet, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so who are the people who have most influenced you and moved you towards success? Mm. This is a good question. And I would have to say that, of, of course, my, my dad and my brother have been two big, big influences with that just throughout my upbringing. Dad, he, he uh, uh, is actually turning 60 in a couple of days. So happy birthday, dad, if you're listening mm-hmm. to this. But Man, that makes me feel old because I'm like, <laughs> I'm 55. So I gotcha. Oh, uh, so yeah, he just he just showed how to treat people right. He mm-hmm. he showed me how to treat other people, um, even when things are going wrong, even when they treat you bad. How to turn the other cheek and be the bigger person, um, and how to work hard and how to how to think to fix problems on your on your own, mm. not just kind of give up. And so he was a huge a huge guy, a huge guide with that. And my brother just the, the never die, the never quit. He also coached me in soccer growing up in, in middle school and high school. Cause he's, uh, about 20 years older than me, I think. And so just that, that attitude of never giving up, giving it everything you have and that work ethic. And so the, they, those two are, are huge, uh, influences, role models in my life. And then, I mean, you always have the, the, people like John Maxwell who mm-hmm. are inspiring, motivational, Lewis Howes, things like that. Um, but in my life personally, those two would probably be the biggest two. Hmm. So what's a piece of advice that you've been given that really helped help guide you? Mm. I think this one big piece of advice that I've gotten that is helped guiding me is is one, just I mean, treat others the way you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. Um that's a huge one because we're all fighting our own battles. Um, some invisible, some, some you can't see. Mm-hmm. And so just treat people and, and kind of take a step back and understand that they might have issues. So if someone cuts you off in traffic or, mm. or, you know, whatever, uh, think about them first. Like mm. you don't know what they're dealing with. You don't know what it's they're going through. It's hard to do so, in the moment, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> no, and I'm not perfect at it. I've, I've called myself yeah. like, uh, I wish they'd right. get out of the fast lane on my way. They might be, their mind be, might be focused on the person who's, who's sick right now that they're trying mm-hmm. to get to. And so it's just putting yourself in their shoes and having empathy. That's a big one because it, it puts not us in the forefront. And mm-hmm. I think it's about other people. And then I, I think the second piece that's just as important is to do hard things. Mm-hmm. Uh, do something that pushes you to new limits, to new levels, uh, to become better. Because if we're doing, if we're in our, in our, in our safe zone, if we're comfortable, if we're protected, then there's less we can do for other people because we're not mm. getting out. We're not doing new things. Uh, we're not taking those, those quote unquote risks. And so, yeah, treat others the way you want to be treated. Uh, and hopefully you treat yourself good. So it, and it almost starts with know yourself and improve yourself first 
treat others the way you want to be treated and then do hard things so you can you can make a bigger impact. Well, that's great advice. So how have challenges that you've faced in your life, how have they shaped who you've become? Mm. Yeah, they've given me the ability to to know no matter what happens, good can still come. Uh, and even if we don't see it, we can still work towards getting to that point. And that we might think right now what we're going through is is the end. It, it, it won't get any worse or it won't get better. But it is just this moment and, and moments are fleeting, good and bad. So so giving them their due, making making them known, like, hey, this really sucks right now. Like this is this is a bad moment I'm in. But not letting that dictate your life because you're 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 making aware, you're making yourself aware of it. You're making it's a real thing. All those uh, bad low points are real. So, so making them real, but then taking that moment to move on. Same if it's a really good thing, like you've just closed a huge client or whatever. Great. Celebrate that experience that like bring that's, that's an amazing thing. So celebrate it, give it its time, but then you got to move on. Cause that, that moment's over and now it's on to uh, one providing for that client, but also like, okay, who am I helping next? And, and I heard, and I can't remember who said this, but they said in, in both of those extremes, you have two minutes. I think it was David Goggins. I think it might've been David Goggins. You have two minutes to give towards that. So you have two minutes to, to be pissed off, to be upset, to be, to be sad. And then, or to be really happy, to be elated, to be excited. And then, okay, it's back to even keel. Like you've given it its time. You've, you've let it kind of go through the process and go through the emotions of it. Like if you have to go outside and yell, let it out, like do that. If you have to like do a happy dance, do it for two minutes. Like, and then it's back to, okay, what's next? What's the next step? What's the next process to continue to become that 1% better each day? So we've talked a little bit about this, but what are some of those big life lessons that you've learned along the way? The one, yeah, there's been some good ones and it's, it's don't take, don't take things for granted for one. Um, cause, cause you never know, you never know when your moment's coming. You never know when it's, I mean, we're not promised another minute really we have right now. So don't take things for granted, live in the moment, have goals, but live in the now. Cause that's all we have. Um, and, and just try to see the silver lining because I mean, you can focus on the negative, you can focus on all the bad going on, but it's not going to do any good for anybody you realize it's happening, but, but you've got to, okay, so where do we go from here? How can we rise from, from this? Uh, so don't take things for granted, live in the moment, see the silver lining. And a big one would be the 1% better, uh, just becoming 1% better each day, always trying to improve. And that I think it just goes back to just my personality. That's how I, I'm always trying to improve and, and make things better. And, upwards and onwards. So I would say those are some of the big ones. So in, in your, your new work that you're doing now, mm -hmm. what is your, your big motivation? Mm. What motivates you towards success besides, you know, a, a bank full of money? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I think that's a great question. And it's, it's hard because you got big goals and you have the, the smaller goals getting there. I think the, the big, motivation is knowing that what I'm doing is allowing people to live fully 
into who they're created to be. Because I, I think a lot of people are just programmed like, I, I just need to get a job and do that. And there's nothing wrong with the nine to five. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Like, but when we have potential to do other things with that potential and doing other things, we are then helping other people. We have a responsibility then to use our potential the way it's supposed to be used. And so I think the motivating factor is, is knowing that I'm allowing people to see that in themselves and be able to build a life that then they can impact other people in a positive way. I think that's probably the biggest motivation. So let me ask the question, what is your Mm. purpose? My purpose? Yeah, my purpose is just to, in whatever way I can, encourage, inspire others to burn those ships, take those kind of leaps of faith to start seeing their true potential, the way they were created uh, is was with, was for a purpose to be able to start living in that. And that doesn't mean I'm going to, I'm helping people quit their nine to five without any income coming in. That's not what I mean, but like just taking small risks, you know, starting to take those steps to who you truly are to kind of help them build that, that life around their potential. So I, I'd say my purpose is to open, open people's eye, open people's eyes to their true potential. Mm-hmm. So another question that just kind of popped in my head, if you could go anywhere in the world right now, all expenses paid, where would you go? Oof. Oh, that's a tough, that's a tough question. Cause I love to travel and I love history and I, hmm, I, I want to go to so many places. <laughs> I want to go to so <laughs> many places. Me too. The first place that I would go, man, that's a good question. Let's see. I've been to the Great Wall, so that would have been up there. That That's was cool. a really That's cool experience. Yeah. yeah, that was unbelievable. I've been to the Netherlands. I would probably say, I'd probably say New Zealand. Yeah, I've that been one there. pops in my head first. New Zealand is amazing. Yeah, I've heard really great things. I haven't been to the South Island. I was only in the North Island, but yeah, it was fantastic. It was like thirty years. Yeah, ago. I want to go see all the wonders of the world, and and I love learning people's cultures and history there, mm-hmm. and. Uh, just being immersed in that, like I had a spider in China and, and th- like, just what well, it's just, <laughs> I, I just love experiencing the world. So awesome. So what's the next big thing for you? Yeah. Next big thing is, uh, just continue to provide, uh, for my audience, uh, provide things that are going to help them launch, grow and monetize their podcast really to be able to build that life, to help them see the potential in, in that and in themselves, so just continue to scale that, continue to make a, a difference and yeah, continue to give back. Awesome. Well, Chris, uh, what's, uh, what's a good way for people to get in touch with you? How can they con- find you, uh, your website or podcast? Uh, you're also on clubhouse. Yeah. Kind of how we connected. Yep. So, yeah. So tell me, they can, uh, so we have multiple Instagram pages. My main one is at chris.t.anderson. Um, and that'll direct you to my podcasts, Instagram and zero podcast hero, the programs I do for podcasters, or you can, uh, find me on Facebook and, and join the community for podcasters. It's grow monetize zero to podcast hero. So it's a free community. Just that's where we add the value and give, go do lives, bring other people in to talk and, uh, just really trying to provide a lot of value to help podcasters get going. Well, Chris, thank you so much for coming on the My Story podcast and for sharing your story and some of the lessons you've learned along the way. I really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. 
Chris, thank you so much for sharing your story. And I'm so glad that we had a chance to meet on Clubhouse recently. And I look forward to seeing you there on that app and seeing you thrive in your new business. I wish you the best of luck and all the success in the world. Thanks for listening to the show today. If you enjoy what you hear, leave a review and a rating. This lets me know what you like and how I can improve the show. And please share this episode with a friend or a colleague. The music on today's show is from my friend, Drew Davidson. You can get all of his music at all the usual spots, iTunes, Spotify, or at drewdavidson.com. Finally, don't forget, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you again next time on the My Story Podcast.